Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm RC Maxfield alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Town. Tobias, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's rained, I think, every single day the past five days. Well, that's, that's what happens when you live in the armpit of Texas. Yeah, I mean, but the other day, bro, like it rained like a lot. Like I was driving because I was coming home from work late that night. I literally couldn't see anything. Thank you, know, thank God I was able to get home, but it was it was wild. Yeah, no, um, it's only rained here maybe once in the past month. Um, it did downpour when it rained, but it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, in good old West Texas, Eastern New Mexico, so not too bad. But on today's podcast, we're going to talk about Texas Tech baseball a little bit, Texas Tech golf, and how they've had unprecedented success in terms of potential members in the U.S. Amateur Tournament. And then we'll also talk about the Texas Tech new Under Armour deal. And then we'll tease a little segment we're going to be doing next podcast and as well on the new website, the Guns Up Nation website, gunsupnation.com. Be sure to go check that out. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on in the podcast. But we got to start it off with the Under Armour deal that Texas Tech just got an extension on. Everybody knows Texas Tech is an Under Armour affiliate. They just extended that for four more years. The deal is a four-year deal worth $12.9 million to the athletic department. I know that um, some people on Twitter yesterday and even, um, you know, Michael here at Guns Up Nation were kind of surprised at that number. But to me, the, the number makes sense. I, I don't know about you, Tobias, but it, it averages out to about $3.2 yeah. you know, million dollars per year. It, it makes sense to me, honestly. Well, what were they expecting? Did they give a number that they thought would be more? I didn't see that. No, I didn't. But, I mean, uh, Michael, the owner and founder of Guns Up Nation, did send us, you know, kind of a tweet out there that had been going around. Um, and I want to give credit to this person. It's L underscore Hefe TX. Um, he sent in a reply to Texas Tech Athletics and Under Armour. And I'm going to read it verbatim. Um, at Kirby Hocutt. How on God's green earth is our brand and school only worth $3.2 million a year? Utah, $6.5 million. Cal, $8.5 million. UCLA, $18.6 million. Uh, Boston College, $3.3 million. Cincy, $4.7 million. Notre Dame, $9.9 million. Auburn, $8.6 million. Maryland, $3.3 million. Were the offers from Nike, Adidas, really that bad to force your hand on this deal? And now my reaction to this is um, it has nothing to do with how your brand is. First of all, that was a very biased take um, mm-hmm. on how much your brand is worth. But the thing is, you have to remember where Texas Tech is located, first and foremost. Uh, you know, your name in schools like UCLA, it's the second biggest, you know, you know, city in America. You know, yeah. Utah is a whole state. They don't have anybody to compete with. Right. You know, Cal is an institution all in itself in terms of it's mm-hmm. on the West Coast. It's known for academics. It's got a brand, a really big brand. You look at mm-hmm. Boston College, Texas Tech being in that same range, that really doesn't surprise me. Um, and then, you know, Cincy being at $4.7 million, well, Cincy is a pretty damn big town, you know, no, no. Uh, much bigger than mm-hmm. Lubbock. And also it's close to Louisville, too. So you get two really big towns there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, some of, like, some of those schools he named, these schools are like UCLA. They're 
I mean, they, they, they've been struggling over the past couple of years, but as far as the brand of UCLA, that's one of the biggest, you know, known brands in college sports, not just football and basketball. That's it's probably known, top five. Easy. Yeah, yeah I, would, yeah, I would agree. I mean, Auburn, I think that Auburn speaks for itself. You know, exactly. some of these, Notre Dame definitely speaks for itself. You know, you look back, Notre Dame has been one of the most popular schools the past, like, 34 years. Yeah. Well, not, not even longer. Like, Notre Dame has a, you know, dynamic brand you know whenever they're even remotely good it's a big deal for college sports yeah no I mean for me when I look at tech and it's 3.2 million and Maryland is 3.3 million I think that's fair you know you have to look at tech historically right Texas Tech has been a solid program I don't I'm not trying to bash it by any means it's just been a solid program right you know they've had those years here and there whether it's in football um, where they, you know, do great things where, you know, the Mike Leach era and everything. But now we're starting to go into that wave where businesses in terms of branding, Adidas, Nike, you know, Under Armour, whatever it may be. Okay, they're starting to pick it up a little bit. But what is the main sport that these brands care about? Football. It's football. And tech is just not good at football right now. That's just simple and plain. Like, you look at it and you look at what Kirby Hokut has said in the past, 80%. of the revenue for athletics comes from football, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter if you go to the final four or you go to, you know, Omaha, it doesn't matter. 80% of your revenue comes from football and a mediocre football program right now for being blunt. So when was the last time we went to a ball game? Patrick Mahomes, LSU. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was uh, when we played UCF, right? Oh, yeah, you see, that was 16, 17? Shimanick? That was Shimanick's year, right? Yeah, yeah, we lost. Yeah, it was 16, 17? I don't know. Trey Flowers, I just remember destroying Tech from UCF. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he went, yeah, he, he's insane. But those other brands, you know, UCLA's been struggling, but Notre Dame, you know, they just went to a, uh, you know, the, the college football playoff, what, two yep. years ago? Maryland, they go to the playoff. They go to the uh, a ball game every year, Auburn. If they're not competing for an SEC championship, they're like a game, you know, away. So they're definitely going to a pretty important ball game. All those other schools he's named, you know, they go to bowl games pretty much every year. And even UCLA's been struggling, but their brand is, you know, it's been it's been rock solid for 50 years, longer really. It's yeah. been struggling for so long that, you know, they can have a couple of bad years football-wise and be okay. Then their, their coaches, um, it's Chip Kelly, he's going to get those other guys, right? They have a young team too. They're, they're getting better. So that's definitely what happens with the money. Like you said, we're – we're mediocre, like you know, what I'm saying we're, 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 we're mediocre. At least in football, in football, yeah, football. We're, we, football we should qualify right. that just football. In football, yeah, in football we are mediocre. Other sports we're doing very well, but you, like you said, we're in Texas. What what main sport matters is football, and unfortunately, you know, we haven't been that good. I think Coach Wells will get us to that point, but for the time being, we just haven't been that good. Well, I think you brought up an interesting point there, just saying we're in Texas. Yeah. You look at all these other you know, teams that he listed, right? Utah. What's the main competition in Utah? There is none. There is none. Right. right. Cal Berkeley. They basically have the upper part of California to themselves, right? Literally, literally, yeah. UCLA, yeah. you have LA, you know, Boston College. You're in Boston. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. Cincy, you're, you have it to yourself. Like, you have that. You know, Notre Dame speaks for itself. Auburn, SEC, they're really good at football. There's nothing like it, right? And then Maryland, sitting in that same area, right? You look yeah. at where Maryland is in terms of, like, what teams are closest to Tech. Maryland is probably that, you know? Yeah. Tech has obviously yeah. had more success 
um, and, you know, basketball, baseball, track and field, all that other stuff. But again, football is king, period, end of story. That's just how it works when it comes to athletic departments and making money. And then also you look at Texas, we have what the second or third most division one schools in the exactly. State. There's competition everywhere in this state. Everywhere. I mean, look when just look at our own, you know, conference alone. Baylor is here, Texas is here, but A and M, we they they left, you know, they're still in Texas. U of H has gotten significantly better. You know, you just, you just keep going down from Lubbock, you can make your way down towards Houston. There's so many schools. You know, there's so many, you know, division one football programs that are here that, you know, they've been they've over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I think I don't know this for a fact, um, but just, you know, going through the numbers in my head real quick, I would venture to say that tech is probably at best fifth in the, in the state in terms of worth when it comes to, you know, an athletic program, when it comes to, you know, Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour. You know, you got Texas, obviously, A&M, obviously, Baylor, probably yeah. better, and then TCU. Yeah. I would probably yeah, I guess that. Like, yeah, I, I didn't even name TCU. Yeah, that's another good point. I didn't even but, name them. Yeah. But that's the thing. I would guess because those football programs are just more pristine. And, again, football makes money. That's just how it is. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, I mean, I get – I understand how tech fans are upset about this. But at the same time, $3.2 million is, you know, it might be a little low, but it's not, like, worth complaining about, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're probably supposed to be in that, you know, three million flat to three point five million range. And then here's the here's the here's the thing too. I hate to you know to be, you know, you know, so blunt with it, but be better. We have to be better at football. Like that, that's, 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 that's playing on that's you know, no one's gonna feel bad for us for being bad at football. You know what I'm saying? Like no one's gonna feel bad for you. So at the end of the day, we just simply I mean, I hate to make it sound so easy, but you have to literally be better at football. Once you get to that point, you'll start to see the money go up. But until then see the, you know, the quote-unquote number. But until we get better, it is what it is. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, no, I think um, Matt Wells is going to get him in the right direction. But it's, it's a process, man. It's a process. He just got here. Like, yeah. It's one year, and he didn't have a starting quarterback. Right. He was on his yeah, third-string exactly. quarterback. You know? I mean, I, I mean, maybe it feels weird, but, like, Cliff, you know, he, he was just on campus not that long ago. You know what I'm saying? 18 like, months. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. So, you know, give it – even time then also even the, you know the contract the way it broke it broke at a weird time you know it wasn't like we, we gave Matt Wells three years then the contract and this came after his first year as a football coach then the contract it was just a weird year you know unfortunately yeah. Cliff didn't get the job done so just the time the timing of it was just bad yeah I mean and sometimes that just happens in sports you know you, right. sometimes you can't avoid the inevitable and it looked like that was the inevitable and Matt Wells you know Again, when you're on your third-string quarterback, and this is not a slouch at Jet Duffy, who I think actually played pretty well last year considering the circumstances, right. um, you're probably not going to win a lot of football games, right? No. You have injuries, um, other injuries as well. You know, Jordan Brooks had a shoulder injury last year. People forget yeah. about that. He played through that a lot. Um, you know, Jack Anderson, arguably your best lineman, was playing through injury last year a lot I mean, of the time. I mean, Octavius, arguably our our second best corner didn't play all year. Exactly. Our safety, he came in, you know. Justice Parker, you lost him. Yeah, he didn't. He he doesn't play. You know, um, our other corner, Adrian Fry, he was also playing hurt. Yes. You know, you, there was a like, bunch of you know, Basher gets suspended. You know, there's a lot of stuff that played into this. Yeah, no, and and I don't think either you either you or myself are going to say, oh, if all those guys were injured, the season would be drastically different, and they would have won, you know, eight, you know, games or nine games, like. 
they probably no, they wouldn't have. I don't think, but they probably at least would have made a bowl game. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think two think games we, yeah. probably would have been different at least. I mean, you can look at it from just like you know how we talk about the luck factor in college basketball. Look what happened when we lost to Kansas. We should not be losing to Kansas under no circumstances. But what happened was it was a historical all-time blooper. But what yeah. we saw that will be that video will be played for ye- generations. That video is hilarious to me. Yes. I mean, it, it sucks it happened to our alma mater, but right. it happened. Right, you're right. Baylor, I mean. You, you argue, you could argue that Tech got hosed in that game. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, I was about to say, we got, we got screwed. There's two games right there. There's six and six if that happens. Two games right there, exactly. Then, then, like I said, that's with a hurt quarterback. You know what I'm saying? We're not, you know, Bowman wasn't even playing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's things like that you have to definitely take in consideration. No, I, I agree 100%. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens long-term um, with Coach Wells. Because I'm a firm believer. I just, I just wanted to bring that up in terms of their contract extension with Under Armour because, to me, that seems adequate, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, sure. you're, you're, if you're talking about a football, just strictly football, and that's the, that's the thing that makes money, right? Now, if we're, we're talking basketball and baseball, Tech is arguably, what, easily top three in each category in the Big 12, yeah, easily. Sure. Um, baseball, they're probably number one or number two. Basketball, probably three still, just because that Texas name carries a lot of weight. Yeah, and, yeah. And Kansas, obviously. Um, but football, in terms of brand, like you're what, like seventh? Yeah, I mean, really, was carrying the brand right? I mean, and what's carrying the brand right now was a guy. He's not even on campus anymore. He doesn't even go yes. to Texas. Anymore. Yes. He doesn't even go to Texas Tech anymore. So he's really what's you know, holding the brand right now. In terms of football, we should specify yeah, football, that. Yeah, instead of football, yes. Yeah, football. Yeah, no, uh, 15 in Kansas City is definitely uh, helping out the brand quite a bit right there. Sure. But uh, definitely want to talk about that extension. Exciting news right there. I know a lot of people were, at least that I know, were hoping for, you know, Nike or Adidas to come in and change the whole brand up. But looks Nothing. like Under Armour will be here for at least another four years. So, Kind of cool stuff right there for Texas Tech. We'll move on, though. Um, kind of a big day in terms of just baseball news. Or I shouldn't say day, but just a big couple of days, um, to be more specific. Yesterday, um, Connor Queen, the senior, decided that he would come back to the Red Raiders. The born Texas native um, was part of the Texas Tech College World Series back-to-back runs. He's made 32 appearances for Tech, including one start in 2018. And during that time, he's 5-0 and with an ERA of 2.89 over 53 innings. I mean, next year is kind of a weird year, Tobias, right? Because, you know, you hear about these new rules that are in place just for 2021, right, for spring sports, where scholarship numbers go out the window, basically. Roster limits aren't a thing, especially in baseball. And that opens a lot of doors and avenues for Coach Tadlock. And I think for me personally, it's just good to have a guy like Queen coming back for the bullpen because he's got experience where I think a lot of young guys are going to have the opportunity next year just because there is no roster limits. And maybe you just say, forget the red shirt. We're just going all in. Push your chips all in if you're Coach Tadlock and crew. Yeah, like you said, it's definitely good to have another guy that's you know, played in, you know, big games for to come back, especially, like you said, with all these, you know, younger guys coming in. And think about the guys this year that didn't even get a chance to play. So, you know, you're going to have even more younger guys, you know, with a young team coming back. So when you have, you know, a senior leader coming in to just, you know, mentor those guys. And, I mean, 
Quinn, he has a cannon. You know, we yeah, watched him. We watched we watched him warm up uh, last year in the in the, uh, in the in the regionals or the super the regionals, and uh, he has some nice pop coming off that glove. So I'm definitely glad that he'll be able to come back and you know help mentor some of these younger guys. And such a great beard too. Great Shave beard. Him, I know he shaved it. I know he's, he yeah. shaved it sadly, but great beard. Can't do it myself. Got a baby face over here, but great beard. Great beard. Can't yeah. hate on that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of turns into the John McMillan role. Obviously, he's not going to yeah. throw 100. He's not going to throw 100. John McMillan's just got a straight-up rocket. You know, yeah. he's built different. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's used in high-leverage situations with all that experience that he does have, considering he's been to two College World Series. You right. know, he did pitch this year, and he had a 1.5 ERA. He pitched really well. I think it's just going to be really interesting to see how Coach Tadlock and others use those arms. Because if you look – at the recruiting class coming in for this next year, it's loaded with arms. Yeah. Absolutely loaded. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he kind of divvies up the workload for these guys and to get Tech back to where, you know, we all expect them to be now and hopefully take that next step in Omaha and go win a national championship because with the amount of talent they have and, yeah. you know, they, there's no reason why they shouldn't and they, at least be in the conversation for it. But the interesting thing is, that people need to realize is tech isn't the only one benefiting from this, but at the same time, this rule change benefits the hell out of, you know, really, really elite programs. I'm talking like, you know, the Florida's of the world, the A&M's of the world, you know, Texas techs of the world, UCLA's it benefits them because they get to have even more talent on their roster, which even just separates them a bit more from the mid majors that they'll have to compete against. It gets uh, pretty ugly pretty quick. So, when you know, the more depth you have in that position, the better. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Um, having enough arms is um, something of a necessity um, in baseball, and you can yeah. never have too many of them. Um, and speaking of arms, the one that I just mentioned, John McMillan, he will not be back in the 806. He has decided to go sign a free agent deal with the Kansas City Royals, as well as Brian Klein. He decided to go out east and sign with the Washington Nationals. Uh, Brian Klein definitely will hurt a little bit, uh, but that'll be four Red Raiders that are gone now, and Brian Klein, John McMillan, and then the two that got drafted and have signed, and Clayton Beater and Bryce Bonin. So four Red Raiders, three arms are leaving, and you know, if we're just looking at it from a bat standpoint, Brian Klein was a huge bat for Texas yeah. Tech in his time here. You know, finished his career with a 318 batting average, 49 doubles, 10 home runs, 124 RBIs, and 140 runs scored. Had 21 of his doubles in Big 12 play, which ranked 10th most in school history. And in 2019, he racked up the second most RBIs by a Tech second baseman in program history with 57. So you're talking about an elite bat that I think a lot of people, when they saw Brian Klein, they thought, you know, he's a good baseball player. Don't get me wrong, but he's had the, you know, the blessing, if you want to call it that, of hitting before or after a top 10 draft yeah. pick in Josh yeah. Young, yeah. Yeah. you know, that he can't help that. That's just, you know, good for him. You know, if anybody would take that gig. I mean, then, then he's consistent. I mean, like, you know what you're going to get out of him. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You have people in that spot, you know, you want to be, Fairly consistent for the most part. You can look at like you can look at his numbers and see that he was pretty much consistent majority of his career, if not all of it. Yeah, no, I I really like Brian Klein and just what he does, um, or I should say, did for this program. You just knew what he was going to do every day at second base. He's going to go in there and he's going to give you four quality at bats, 
going to play solid defense, and he's not going to make any mistakes. And when he does make right. a mistake, he easily makes up for it when his right. next A-B or in the next time you need him to step up. So I really liked him. Sad to see him go, but a lot of talent on this team. So somebody will mm-hmm. step up next year and take that spot. And, you know, hopefully they uh, have a Brian Klein type of career at Tech. Now, John McMillan, we, all, we know what he does. You know, he just throws bullets. Yeah. Simple and plain. Uh, that's what he does. He joins the Royals. Um, and, you know, it kind of sucks for John um, if you're looking at it. He got drafted at a high school in the 21st round, came to Tech. And then last year he got drafted in the 11th round by the Tigers and could have made more money um, if he left last year. But he wanted to come back to Tech, get his degree, and w- have a shot at a national championship. And he got cut short. And it mm. cost him, you know, potentially $80,000, you know. Um, which kind of sucks, but at the same time, he still got that experience with Tech, but he still gets the chance to play pro ball, and I think the Royals got an absolute dynamic type player where it would not surprise me if he's on the fast track to the big leagues because I think right now you could throw John McMillan in a bullpen, you know, and if his, you know, slider, curveball, whichever one you want to call it, is working, that 100-mile-an-hour fastball is going to play. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. You throw 100 triple digits, it's going to play anywhere you go. He's just got to work on his command a little bit, and then I think he'll be a weapon for the Royals out of the bullpen here in the next maybe one or two years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is sad, you know, he potentially losing money due to, you know, unforeseen circumstances. But, I mean, I think that for him, he's a worker. I think that'll just, you know, fuel the fire a little bit more, and I think that'll just – the story of John McMillan will it'll sound better, you know, maybe if, maybe a year from down the line. I think it'll work out in his favor. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he's definitely one of the most beloved Red Raiders on that baseball team during that era, no doubt. Um, Haxton coming up with all those good nicknames for him. Uh, Big Country, I know, was one of them. But he's got a lot of other cool nicknames as well from uh, the flamethrower, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I'd be remiss not to talk about Guns Up Nation. Tobias, we're part of it now. We're entrenched yeah. in it. Be sure to go follow Guns Up Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. I know the Twitter um, it's the big one, and so is Facebook. But we got to get that Instagram up a little bit. Yeah. We'll be posting videos on there shortly. But I think the biggest thing, Tobias, the website. Yeah, the website. Beautiful. It, the website is up and live. If you have not checked out the website yet, you must go do that. It is the home for all Guns Up Nation content, including this podcast. We have articles covering all Texas Tech sports teams, and we'll be talking about one of those articles after this promo real quick. But we're going to be partnering with local businesses, breaking down Texas Tech, whether that's basketball, football, baseball, you name it, and much more. Be sure to go follow Guns Up Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest updates for everything Texas Tech athletics. And remember to go check out GunsUpNation.com, made by the fans for the fans. And that article I was talking about, Tobias, we'll move into it, is the golf article. Yeah. We're going to pride ourselves. A lot of people, you know, and rightfully so, they only pay attention to the big three sports on campus and nothing wrong with that. But right. at Guns Up Nation, we're going to pride ourselves in trying to talk about every sport we possibly can because sure. those athletes work just as hard and we want to give them the recognition they deserve. And one of those programs that doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, is the golf team, right. um, the men's golf team, to be more specific. They have an eye popping eight members. You heard that right. Eight members potentially eligible to qualify for the U.S. Amateur Tournament from August 10th to the 16th at Bandon Dunes Golf Resort in Bandon, Oregon. Now, for those that don't know much about college golf, and I feel like that's a lot of people, um, and so myself included, before I worked at KTXT, um, 
typically, you know, in this amateur tournament, if you're a good golf program, right, you're one of the elite golf programs, you get three to four golfers in this. Very mm-hmm. respectable amount. Um, Tech has eight. Yeah. You know, they're doubling this up. You know, th- this isn't just a, oh, a flute kind of thing. No, this is, this is sustained success for them. Mm-hmm. You look at it, they have the number nine golfer, according to the World Amateur Golf Rankings, and Sandy Scott, you know, they have another top 40 golfer in Aberg there. He's number 37. And then you look at it, they have, you know, six golfers in the top 213, and then two guys that are coming in, they're qualifying because of match play, aren't ranked in Jensen Smith and Garrett Martin. I mean, you got eight guys going up there. That's a hell of a, you know, squad going up there to compete to potentially win the U.S. Amateur event up in Oregon in middle August. Yeah, for sure. Coach Fams, he's, um, I think he's definitely one of the better coaches we have on campus. I mean, Agreed. You, know, you know, golf, you know, you can't, you know, they're, they're always gone. So, you know, you actually don't get to see them a lot, but he's definitely one of the better coaches on campus. And also, he's one of the more fun coaches. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to speak with him. I spoke with him um, one time. He's, um, he has a big personality. He's a lot of fun. He likes to, you know, joke and he's really, you know, all about his players. I know that's, you know, a lot of coaches say that, but he's one of those guys he loves his, he loves his, um, his players, he really does anything for them. He, you know, he, he always steps back and gives those guys the credit. You know, it's never about what he's doing. It's all about them. That's one thing I, you know, I really respect about him and having to speak with him a couple of times as I'm covering them. Yeah, no, he's definitely got a big personality. I haven't met him myself, but I've heard stories like you said, yeah. just really good guy. You know, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a coach that doesn't have a big personality at Texas Tech and not one comes to mind. Like, I guess you could say Tadlock doesn't have a big personality, he's but, funny, he's, funny, but he's, he's got a big personality yeah, if you get yeah, to talk to him. Yeah, he does. So, you know, Coach Greystone with volleyball, kind of a quiet, nonchalant guy, but if you get to talk to him, yeah, got a good personality, you know? Who, who, who do you think has the biggest personality? Oh, Tom Stone. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay, Tom yeah, I'm Stone. glad we agree. He, he's, he, he's awesome. I could yeah, literally yeah. go and just, like, an ideal Saturday for me, and, you know, this is – off the dome right now we didn't even talk about this but let's do a fun thing all right if you could build your ideal Saturday with Texas Tech coaches in terms of personalities right and what I mean is whatever you want to do like for me it would just go chill on a boat drink beer and have fun right yeah I'm taking coach Stone easily I'm taking coach Beard yeah I'm taking coach Gregory because she's got she's got some really good personality that nobody knows about you know she she has some um some spunk to it, like she, she's yeah. tough. Like she's, she, she has like a, you know, like a, like an energy about her. You're like, wow, I want to, you know, I want to run through a wall for this one. You know, that's how, that's how you feel. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, when when you watch Coach Gregory, you, she kind of seems standoffish, right? Like, oh yeah, she really cares about her team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, like yeah. in interviews, sometimes it looks like she's standoffish and she doesn't really want to be there. But then, like, you actually get to talk to her, like when the camera's off and stuff. Super nice lady. And, and she's got nice. that competitive drive where it's like, yeah. I want to beat you at literally everything in life, everything. it seems like. So I would love to do that. Just have like water sports competitions with her. And then the fourth one is, that one's hard for me. because. Oh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Pick, go ahead and say yours if you got them. I will pick uh, Stone and Gregory for sure, Coach Beard. My four, I think we have the same list. My fourth would be Tadlock because I just feel like you could just sit there. Like, let's say, you know, it's hot, you're tired. Like, man, we did everything we wanted to do today. We can just sit down and just have a good conversation. I feel like he would be the guy where just want to just sit there and talk to you because he's going to, you know, he's going to slow it down for you. He's going to just 
break everything down. So you're going to make a couple of jokes. You're going to be like, hmm, you know, you, you might not even get that many words in because you're just going to be listening. So he can just kind of serenade you just throughout the conversation. <laughs> I, think, I think he would probably be the fourth person I think I would pick. I think I'd pick Kitley. Okay, Kitley's a good one too. Yeah, like he's he got has a, little, a big personality too. Yeah, yeah, like he he's got you know again he's kind of you know a quiet demeanor kind of deal you know just a really good guy in terms of you know he's a family man all that kind of stuff. But then when you get to like talk to him a little bit, you know he's got that personality where like I I wasn't expecting that in terms of you know he's a funny guy you know but he's yeah. quiet about him he's kind of like Tadlock a little bit but he's just a little bit more quiet with it. He, he has like a little sarcasm. You have to like, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can catch like, you know, you've been around him. I've been around. You have to catch it. But he, he has a big, you know, sarcasm. That's like, oh, well, you didn't, you didn't think like he, he'll kind of catch you off guard with if you're not familiar with him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like th- those, I, the thing is, I don't think you could go wrong with any coach yeah, at so. Texas Tech because I think that a lot of them are just, they're good people, right? There, there's nothing yeah. really bad you can say about any coach on Texas Tech. You know, I wouldn't even mind if I threw out Matt Wells on there. That'd be cool, too. You know, Tadlock obviously is fun. Yeah. But there's not, like, one coach where I'm like, no, I don't want them on. It's more of, oh, I have to pick four, you know? I have a, uh, a funny uh, stone story. When it was um, after, after we uh, beat Pepperdine. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. He, um, so, you know, we're getting ready to interview him. It's a, it's a dad of the team of Pepperdine. He's looking over the rails at Stone. He's just, you know, giving him the, the death stare. Coach Stone looks at him. He says, hey, man, you know, he waves at him. Hey, um, good game. You know, you, you can have a great team. You know, he's saying, you know, all the formalities, you know, things you're supposed to say as a coach, you know, you'd be the team, especially in the – Yes, the exactly. Like the man doesn't say anything. Yeah, so the guy, he looks at him again with his death stare. Coach Stone turns around. He looks like – keep in mind there's no one behind. He looks around like he says to us, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Should I go get security? He looks at uh, he looks at us again. Yeah, I think I should go get security. Can you go remove this man? Because he was just looking at him just with his desk there. And the guy like I, the guy said something under his breath. He was like, he said, I mean, I tried. I, I was he said, I was nice, right? I think I was pretty nice to the guy. Maybe not. But what were you guys saying? Let's get to this. Let's get on with this interview. Let me hurry up and get inside or something like that. He's. I have, um, I have another good story too with Coach Stone, and it involves you. Okay. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Tobias covered Texas Tech soccer for KTXT while I was calling the games up there um, in the broadcast booth, and it was a cold. What was it? September? Cold yeah, September it was, night, it was chilly. Cold then. It was cold then, you know, yeah. maybe it was maybe it was October even. Yeah. Um, I think it was October. Um, and Tobias shows up in an Oregon State zip-up jacket, right? Um, I don't pay it any mind at all you know, at first. And then, you know, I'm going through the broadcast and, you know, given the schedule update for the next game for Texas Tech. And I realized, wouldn't you know it, the next opponent, Oregon State at home. So I don't tell Tobias anything. I don't even think he hears me. He's paying attention to the game or whatnot. Wouldn't you know it, Tobias goes down to the field to interview Coach Stone in an Oregon State Beaver zip-up Nike jacket. Coach Stone looks at Tobias and goes, are you here for some like secret reporting or something? Or like, do you not, are you here for them? Or like, what's going on? And Tobias looks down and he just doesn't even realize that he's wearing it. He's like, Oh crap. Yeah. I forgot. I even had that, uh, that on. <laughs> cause I, cause I, I'm, cause I have a couple of black hoodies. One of them is like a Steelers hoodie. I have another one. that's like a tech hoodie. I just grabbed the first one. I thought, I thought it was, you know, a normal, my normal black Steelers hoodie. I just put it on without, you know, without thinking. 
I go down there with this hoodie. I said, oh, I have this Oregon State hoodie. And he looked at me and was like, like, well, like, what, like, what, are you, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, yeah. what are you doing? I was like, I was like, gave him, gave him some motivation. I'll, I'll say, I'll say, you know, I contributed to their win. So. I don't think you had anything to do with it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely had nothing to do with it. But that's the story I'm going with and I'm sticking to. I, I motivated him, motivated him and his team to beat them. So let me get this straight. For the, everybody to he, that listens to this podcast can know, you were responsible for the 2019 victory for Texas Tech. Or was that 2018? No, it was 2019, right? It wasn't, it wasn't last year. Oh, it was 18. Okay, you're right. So you're taking credit for the 2018 victory where Texas Tech soccer beat Oregon State soccer at John Walker Soccer Complex. You're taking responsibility for that win. Oh, yeah, and I'm taking 110% credit for it. I mean, I want to thank, you know, one, no, Nike for making this hoodie. Also, the store that I bought it from, I can't remember what store it was, but I'm, I'm thinking a bunch of people, you know. I think I have um, probably the best winning record in Texas Tech, you know, history as far as, like, from coaching standpoint. I am undefeated. So, when you, when you um, take them into consideration, I think that I could maybe leverage this into a job some, some way, somehow. I, I don't see why you could. I don't see why I could. I'm undefeated. In D1, nonetheless. Nonetheless. Yeah, exactly, yes, in D1. So, I mean, there's not that many coaches out there doing what I'm doing and bringing to the table, you know. So, Absolutely. You know, um, if anyone out there looking for, you know, for a, a young, vibrant coach, you know, definitely bring me on your staff. I am undefeated. So, you know, keep that on. You're taking credit for that win. I did that. No, no, no yeah. one else. Yeah, no, no. Carly Wickenheiser didn't have anything to do with it. No, nothing to do with it. Nothing. L literally nothing. No, no, no girl in that field that play had nothing to do with it. was all me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I'm sure Coach Stone would agree. Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, no, I th I, re I really think Coach Stone, you know, is going to listen to this and he's going to be like, I don't know how we haven't hired Tobias sooner. You know, he's 1-0, D1. You, you can't beat that. Oregon State, solid soccer program as well. You know, you can't beat that, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. It was I mean, all him. Really, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you really want to get deep into my coaching record, you can go on my Instagram. There's a picture of me. We, we actually won, um, what was it? We had like a, a bunch of schools came to Lubbock for basketball and we had a tournament in Lubbock. It was like, two years ago my team that I was the head coach of we actually won we were undefeated in that as well so really my coaching record is flawless I would say like five and oh six and oh as a head coach so sure sure and what I love most about these stories is I'm a versatile coach I'm doing things in soccer basketball football whatever it may be I have I have versatility so maybe Absolutely. you can work this out I can coach all the coach all the sports who knows yeah I mean why even hire coach Matt Wells coach Beard or you know yeah. Tom Stone like why just just pay you five million dollars to do all of it, right? Exactly. That, that that that's a good number. I'm looking for a little bit more, but that that's that's a good number. Yeah, I, I think I think Texas Tech would be on board with that. Kirby Hillcutt's going to listen to this and be like, "Why didn't I think of this sooner? Like, why would I hire somebody with experience and more experience in every other field than when I can just hire somebody that's undefeated?" You know? Right. I have the most. Yeah, I have the most experience at 24 years old from tech coaching. So, I mean, that speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean. You're the only coach at Tech that has coaching experience and a win-loss record at the age of 24. I mean, it, it, makes, it makes so much sense to me, you know, why they would put you in a position of power there in terms of, you know, running multi-million dollar business, you know, operations. You know, it makes, it makes total sense because the rec league team that you coached and went undefeated, it's the same exact one that Coach Beard took to the Final Four. I get it. It makes a lot of sense no, to me. And we had a couple of scrimmages with those guys. We, we you know, we, we kicked their ass. It, it wasn't close. It, yeah, it wasn't no, close. I, I bet. Jared Culver's Zaire, they didn't do nothing, yeah. right? We had, we, had a six, we, had, we had a 6 2 post. I mean, of course. If you got a 6 2 center, I mean, how are you not going to dominate against a guy like, you know, Zach Smith or, you know, Norris Odiase? I mean, psh, who are those guys? 
Yeah, yeah, they, that, that team they didn't want any part of us that year. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want any part of us if I was them. All right, so the hashtag that we need to spread is hashtag hire Tobias Bass TTU. For sure, no, for yeah. Fact. yeah. That, that needs to be the. I'm actually gonna this podcast is over. I'm tweeting that out. We need to get that get that going. Yeah, because I mean, why would we even pay them millions of dollars? It makes no sense. Coach Beard, psh, let him go to Texas. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, you know, just put me on the – I mean, if there's multiple games a day in different cities, just put me on the private plane, I'll be there. I might be a little tired. I might need a couple of snacks, but I'll be there. Coach Stone, the most iconic soccer coach ever at the school, you know, has brought them to multiple, you know, NCAA tournament appearances and, you know, had arguably some of the best women program in, you know, Texas Tech athletic history. Psh, kick him to the curb, am I right? Yeah, for sure. Coach Matt Wells, you know, he's had great success at Utah State, you know, had an 11-2 and two team out there, has, you know, produced multiple first-round picks, Psh, kicking to the curb. Yeah, he's done. I, I, I like where this is going. I think this makes a lot of sense for the program long-term. You, you got to downsize in today's economy. It makes a lot of sense. And then I'm young. I could be there for 40 years. So. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and everything I just said, please do not do it. Yeah, no, let, let's, let's actually not do that. I would, I would, I would not reckon, no, let, let's actually not do that. If you're a coach, right, Tobias, how many games are you winning your first year? Football. Football? We visited at Tech? Yes. You want, to, you want the real number or the actual number? But I, I, aren't the real number and the actual number the same thing? Well, if you want the, the – okay, not the real – okay, my number or the real number? The real the, number. I want the real different. number. Okay, the real number and – how many, we, how many did we win last year? Four. I, 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 could, I could do five, six. I could do that. You could win five games. I, 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 I could. Give, give, me, give me a good – I'm going to need help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to need help. This is, this is not going to be a bias. I'm no, let's need. just switch it out. You have the current coaching staff. You're, you're Matt Wells now. How many games are you winning with your experience? Oh, uh, this is football? That's where Matt Wells coaches. I mean, well, okay, with the Baylor game, we would have lost because I would have gotten thrown out of that game. So you can go ahead and have that one. Kansas, I would actually, we, we, we won, how many won five last year? Four. Four? We would have won less, but I would have been suspended for half. Kansas, I would have for sure gotten suspended. No, I would, I, would, I would have missed probably like half the season right there. Then Baylor, I would have, no, we probably would have won a cut like one, one game because I would have been suspended for the rest. I, I will go ahead and say it. If I was the head coach, Matt Wells, we would have won zero games. That's not an indictment on the players, it's the indictment of my stupidity. Okay. I do not know how to run a program in any facet of it, you know? Um, so they would win zero games because of me. That's why the players would be talented, but they would, they would not win any games because of me, period. Maybe one by accident, you know, because of their talent or maybe even two, but I promise you, I would not take credit for any of it because I would not know what I was doing. I'd probably just sit in the office and be like mesmerized by some of the stuff that's happening at practice. Well, let me take you under my wing and show you what it's like to be the only All right, on that note, I think we should end the podcast because Tobias is getting a little <laughs> cocky on it. But, Tobias, you got anything else you want to say before we head out of here? Uh, one more thing. Um, one more other thing. Um, the TBT tournament is July 4th. Uh, Matt Mooney will be playing in that tournament. I believe it's in Florida, um, the basketball tournament. I think they're playing for a million dollars, I believe. Yes, a million dollars. Um, yeah, Matt Mooney will be uh, playing in that tournament. I can't remember what team he's playing for, but he will be in the tournament. So if you want to see Matt Mooney, um, you know, hooping, you'll get to see him July 4th to, I think, the 10th or the 12th. So you'll get to see some of – I think there might be another Red Raider in there. I'm not sure, but I think there I are a few. there's like a Trey team that they're trying to get in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think you might see a couple of Red Raiders playing in that tournament. 
Yeah, no, I know Texas Tech is – I know Justin Gray has mentioned that he might yeah, play Yeah, Justin, Justin Gray is, that's the other one. Justin Gray is. Um, I know that he mentioned that he might be playing in it. So, there you go. You can catch out Justin Gray as well as Matt Mooney. That'll be fun to watch. And be on the lookout. Tobias is scheduled to post a Jemias Ramsey scouting report here today, maybe? Yeah, I'm going to actually do – whenever we finish doing this, I'm going to post it right now. There we go. So go over to the website. That's gunsupnation.com. You can check out that. We'll post it on the Twitter, Facebook, maybe not the Instagram quite yet, but we will get it out on the major platforms. But for Tobias Bass, you can follow him at Tobias underscore Bass on Twitter. And I'm RC Maxfield. You can follow me at RCMB323 on Twitter. Be sure to go up and follow Guns Up Nation on every platform, at Guns Up Nation on Twitter at Guns Up Nation Voice for the podcast on Twitter. And then you can go follow the group on Facebook. Got to get as many people as in there as possible and voice all those great Texas Tech opinions. But again, for Tobias Fast, I'm RC Maxfield. We'll catch you all next time, guys. And remember, always keep your guns up. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans, and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.